back, my friends, to the Mail Right Real Estate Agent Podcast Show. This is episode 122, and we have a fantastic guest with us today. His name is Mr. Aran Sinai. And Aran, welcome to the show, and thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Why don't you tell folks a little bit about what you do and in both worlds? <laughs> <laughs> All right, in the real world and the imaginary world. So, uh, <laughs> so the aspects of what we do are divided into two areas. Um, ID Cyber Center. So I'm the founder and CEO of ID Cyber Center. ID Cyber Center is a company that uh, provides identity theft insurance and recovery um, on all levels. We have plans and programs that people do not have currently in the country and in the world for that matter, monitoring all aspects of not only your credit, but your identity on the dark web, uh, your social media, so in other words, we will monitor your Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. And if anyone either hacks your account or talks inappropriately about you, it works as a reputation monitoring and we'll pick that up and you'll get notified. We'll monitor for your identity in the dark web and obviously provide credit report and monitoring all with insurance recovery and lost wallet protection. We have pro programs to the public and it's at idcybercenter.com. And I'm also the Chief Operating Officer of Consumer Guardian Law, <clears throat> where obviously we deal with people with credit problems, we deal with bankruptcies, and anything consumer-related, tax resolutions, and obviously identity theft and fraud. Awesome. We're going to dive into both companies uh, throughout this interview. I want to toss it over to Jonathan, though, so he can say hi to everyone. Oh, well, hi there, folks. I'm the founder of MailRiot. We're an online suite of marketing tools to get you quality leads with an emphasis on utilizing Facebook. Back to Thomas. And I'm Thomas J. Nelson, a residential realtor here in beautiful San Diego, California, America's finest city. And I'm never too busy for your referrals. And you can connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and my website, thomasjnelsonrealtor.com. All right. So we're going to get back over to Iran. Um, now, I've known Iran for several years. Uh, I, I met him through his uh, consumer guardian law business and credit repair because I've actually utilized him. Uh, and so has my lender, uh, Jason Gordon, who's been on the show before, um, for some of our clients who may not be quite as ready to buy a home as they thought they were. So we'll send them over to Iran to see if we can get their credit cleaned up to make them a better buyer for the future. Um, so Iran, let's talk about though first, um, because I think in the order of things, um, a lot of people might say, well, my credit's fine, so I'm not that interested in credit repair. But if they fall under cyber attack, that could change the game on them. So let's talk about identity theft. Um, now, with, I, I, with your services, I already heard things that I haven't heard other companies offer, and that's the social media aspect. So can you kind of give us an overview of um, like the kinds of alerts I would get if I came under attack in the different areas of my online world. Yes, absolutely. So first I, I wanna just bring a point that since the Equifax breach, which is the most recent right. and affected every adult that probably has uh, ever had the social security number, m my worry is lately and what I'm seeing that people are getting complacent, thinking that if they froze their credit, that would be enough to protect them. Um, so what I want to make sure people understand that it's not only about your credit. 
Um, and it's not only about someone opens a new, opening a new account for you, which is definitely a concern, but there are many more aspects to that. And that those are areas that we come very, it comes very handy. So what we do is basically we'll monitor your identity all throughout, starting with obviously your credit that we talked about. And when you mentioned uh, the social media monitoring and digital spy, so basically what that does is let's start quickly with the digital spy. Digital spy consists of a few areas that we will monitor. We will monitor up to 10 of your emails. We will monitor up to nine phone numbers, 10 credit cards, debit card, 10 bank accounts, your passport number, your driving license, your medical information. And if any of those either gets hacked, let's say your email gets hacked, or we'll find your information floating in the dark web, in chat rooms we will notify you so you'll get an alert saying that your email has been compromised that comes handy for a lot of realtors that lately emails been hacked or anyone to for that matter that emails are being hacked and you will get an alert with instructions exactly what to do uh, in addition to that you will get when you plug in your Facebook LinkedIn Twitter and Instagram accounts so if someone either hacks your account or try to take over your account or create another Facebook account, which we're seeing a lot lately, or just talk inappropriately about you in an explicit language or anything like that, you will get an email alert saying that that's what we found on, the, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, so you can act and do what you need to do to take care of that. Um, and basically, look, if someone on their Facebook page wrote something about you. It's not like, I wanna make sure people understand, it's not like we can, you can gain access to their account. Right. However, you will get alerts so you know what to do with the information. And by the way, all that comes with not only million dollar insurance to protect you from, uh, provide you for legal fees, reimbursement, uh, lost wages or childcare reimbursement, but also the 24 seven recovery team, as well as, 24-7 lost wallet protection. So if you lose your wallet, there's one number you call 24-7 and they stop everything for you that you had in your wallet and get you new uh, new things. Wow, okay. So now let's um, let's break this down a little more because you've brought up some questions for me already. So if, if I fall under uh, identity theft, um, uh, you know, basically my concerns are going to be my bank accounts, my credit, um, and then, you know, obviously my, my sensitive information that people can use to open up lines of credit, including home loans. So uh, my first question is if let's talk about debt cards. So if you have a, a, an ATM card now, people have access to your cash is is that if somebody gets access to your cash, is that recoverable? Well, when you say access to your cash, in what way? Do they hack into your bank account? Right, right. That's what I'm asking. Like if they have your ATM um, card, say you lost your wallet, or they, they have access to your online banking for, for uh, another concern, um, and, and let's just say they can access your account and start making withdrawals, um, is that money recoverable? Is that what that insurance is for? Yes, but that usually a situation like that will be covered first by your bank. Oh, okay. And then, and then <clears throat> by us, by the, our insurance. So okay. you cover. You have two layers of protections of uh, pro protection. Absolutely. So, it, like, can you give us some examples of, um, you know, obviously not naming names, but of some some 
cases you've had that you've worked on recently um, that might demonstrate um, what somebody would go through and then how you would help them get back to, to normal, so to speak? Yeah, so I'm going to actually give you an example of someone who didn't have the protection and what happened quickly and then uh, what would have happened if they did have. So basically, you know, people think, okay, it's, if I have my, the bank will pay my credit card, debit card, I'm not worried about that, they'll give me my money back. But here's what happened. A, a lady had a roommate who stole her driver's license. Uh, the roommate, they broke up, uh, moved out, and the roommate had used her driver's license when she got arrested for um, robbing a liquor deli. Oh, man. Okay. And that was somewhere in the desert. Uh, make the whole story short, basically what happened, the woman skipped bail using the stolen identity. Uh, her ex-roommate, who didn't know that it was stolen, thought it was lost, went into, moved in with someone else, got in some intrication, left the place, came back, nothing happened, but the person she lived with said, there was an elderly lady said that she uh, um, hit her. She hurt her physically, which was not true. Police came, and with an ambulance, when the roommate came back, she ran to see what happened. And the lady said, it's her, it's her. Anyway, the police came, asked her for her name. As soon as they asked her for her name, there was a bench warrant for her arrest because right. she skipped bail. It was a Friday afternoon. Took her right into jail because now it's elder abuse as well. Right? Took her right into jail. Judge said bail at $100,000. Right? Now, the woman did not have 10000 to post bail. And she said, even if I did... I didn't do anything. So she sat in jail until the arraignment on Tuesday for them to be released. And it took three months back and forth with the court to clear her identity because the DA was saying, well, anyone can say their identity was stolen. It wasn't them who robbed the bank and skipped bail. We had to literally go to court, put her next to the mugshots of their thief and compare picture by picture, and then now go to the justice department to clear her record. So it's an extreme example, but that's how bad it can, it happens. Wow. Now well, talk about the legal fees, imagine yeah. how much were her legal fees. And if she had an insurance that would have paid even as little as $9.99 a month, all of that would have been covered. Wow. Okay. So, so basically the cost, but now it's a, it's up to a million dollars of expense is covered. Mm -hmm, correct. Now, now would that include any lost monies? So you have to factor in if you're, if you're, well, or of course, I mean, if, where does a bank fall short where you would even have to cover a loss outside of fees? Well, in this case, we would, the insurance would have kicked in for bail. Oh, okay. been out of bail. So that would have been covered. The attorneys to go to court, for three months back and forth, that would have been covered. If she lost work, uh, and lost wages, that would have been covered as well. Okay. So gotcha. all those, for example, in this case, uh, are big expenses and you can only imagine how much that would have saved her. Well, and given that um, the majority of our audience are realtors and independent contractors, so how do you factor in somebody that's earning a commission versus a, a wage uh, for lost wages? You know, the, when, the when the insurance examiners are looking at the file, you would obviously have to show a trend of what you've made in the past few months and then divide that by a weekly basis. 
and then they will evaluate to see what you have. If they'll probably, if you are a self-employed realtor, they'll see if you have any listing that are up. So there's a lot, it's really, it's not uh, that simple thing, but there is uh, a way for them to evaluate any losses that occurred from your loss of work, for example. Okay. Now, I, I know this might be kind of a, um, a hard question to answer, but in general, if somebody goes through identity theft, not the extreme example you gave, but let's just say somebody's hacked or they lose their wallet or it's been stolen uh, with the intent of using what's in the contents of that wallet against them, uh, what is a recovery time to get people back to normal typically? Well, the when you call in, to, to replace everything, it, uh, you know, as far as your driver license could take two weeks, as far as your social security card, that could take a, f a few more weeks. As far as credit cards, they call immediately and usually the credit card takes five to seven business, day, uh, business days. However, some credit cards are willing to give you access immediately if you need some money. And same thing with your debit card. You can either go to your branch to pick up your deb new debit card or they will FedEx it to you. So in, in either case, but immediately the call to the bureaus go out and to the creditors immediately. And then what about your reputation as far as like your your credit rating and things like that that take a hit? Um, how long does it take to clean up somebody's uh, credit reputation? All right. So there's a law that says that if you have an identity theft and you file, you follow all the procedures properly, the bureaus must remove in negative information that resulted from an identity theft within four days, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. So there's neat. a law. And if they don't, now you can sue. Now there's a lot involved in here. So once uh, we get all the information from you that we need, it's being overnighted to the bureaus and usually it takes, it could take a week and it will pop off your credit. Okay, understood. Um, I just want to remind folks that we are talking to Aron Sinai right now. Um, I'm speaking to him as the CEO of ID Cyber Center, and I wanted to invite Jonathan into the conversation. And uh, Jonathan, do you have any questions that I haven't brought up to Aron yet that you might want to ask? Oh, just a couple of quick observations, and then when we go for a break, maybe Ron can come back and say if he agreed with them. Um, I, I think basically people um they've got to wake up a little bit about protecting their passwords uh, a, a bit more methodically thomas and one of the main things is um having a password generator a bit of software um last pass one pa i'm a mac user so i use a bit of software called one password and there's a couple other um, similar programs that you can get for the PC, which generate very hard passwords. And um, basically do not use the same password on all your bank accounts and your email accounts. And when it comes to email, do use two-factor identification if it's available. And what that means is if you want to change um, some details or get into that account, um, they will send a text message or email to your uh, smartphone with a code number and you have to put that code number um, into the screen to change like your username and password for your email account. And 
one of the reasons why people hack into your social media accounts is they're trying to find your birth date, um, where you live, personal information, which then they can approach financial institutions, your email, and basically be able to get enough information that will enable them to crack into your financial accounts. That's one of the reasons why they're doing it. I just thought I'd give a quick outline, see what Ron says about that when, we get, when we're going for a break, which is now, folks. So we're going for a break. We'll be back and we'll be back in a few moments to talk some more about this fascinating topic. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back. We've been talking about all those terrible people trying to hack into your accounts. Back to you, Thomas. Okay. Well, um, Aram, what did you think about what Jonathan said? I think it's really that, Jonathan, you brought great points. You know, my first thing that I tell people is, and um, I talked about it last night in my radio show, is two-step authentication. Most simple and most important thing that can help people. Uh, and I, I do that for emails. I do that for bank account, for paying bill, which basically what that means for people that are listening is that basically in order if someone, anyone gets into logs into your email or to get into your bank account or whatever you need transaction, financial transaction, you have a step in between that that will generate a, a code into your cell phone and then you'll have to enter that code and from that code then you'll be able to access your account so that's very very information as far as password believe it or not 2016 the number one most used password still in this time was one two three four five six <laughs> and the second one was the word password and i'm talking about we are 2016 fellows and, and it's still people wow. just so naive and so oblivion to what's going out there. So yeah, I, totally, uh, I totally agree with Jonathan. Yeah, another thing, Thomas, um, is do not use the same password yeah. for um, same secure password for you, all your bank accounts. They all should have separate strong length in passwords. And another thing, um, I'm not going to overemphasize this because I think some people have over, especially if the connection is that all your banking connections and all the kind of really secure transactions that you would do over the internet, which a real estate agent does a lot of, is that it should all be HTTPS. You should see that green lock. And, it, yeah, all the, um, and if it's HTTPS, it's pretty secure, even in an open situation like a Starbucks but um, I'm not saying you should never do it, but it's probably, if it's really connecting to financial accounts, I'm a little bit wary about connecting them, even on HTTPS in a place like Starbucks, because... Um, well, and Jonathan, just for the benefit of people that might not understand what you're talking about, you're, 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 meant, you're, you're talking about the secure browser uh, versus the unsecure browser, which yes. is identified by the green or the red um, in your browser address bar. 
Yeah, and you see a little lock in most browsers, Chrome and Firefox. Right. Um, but be a little bit wary about even if you have that level of security when you're doing it in a open network like a Starbucks. I have done it, but I try and avoid doing it really, Thomas, if I can. I don't know if Ron agrees, agrees with that or not. Yeah, I, I want to bring one more quick point, especially now, very important. It's a holiday season and yes. people are shopping on, shopping on Amazon. So here's what's happening. I've I got to tell you guys. So you get an email that look exactly like that from Amazon saying that uh, there's issue with your shipping order. Please log in to your Amazon account. Now you click on that. It really takes you to a Amazon lookalike website right where you have it, it's asking you to change your credit card and and verify your information so you go you do that and you click continue and you go back to an amazon website so they're redirecting it twice while in the meantime stealing your credit card information so if you get something from amazon for example and i'm saying that because it's a holiday season right my suggestion like jonathan you mentioned too do not go from emails or links go to the main website, go to Amazon website, go to your bank's website, go to anything else but links from emails you receive. Very yeah. important. I've seen that with PayPal too. Um, I've been, uh, somebody tried to dupe me with a PayPal, but I, uh, it was wise enough to not <laughs> bite on it. But mm -hmm. uh, before we um, run out of time on the show, I want to shift gears into the credit repair. But um, one thing I wanted to bring up that I didn't at the top of the show, and you alluded to it, is that um, you also, uh, Aran, are a host of a radio show, um, and that's uh, basically, uh, what that's on ESPN uh, 1700 AM, correct? Correct. Okay, and that's called Common Sense with Aran Sinai, and is that um, a show where you discuss more in detail on a uh, weekly basis credit repair and, and, and hacks? Yeah, so the, the show is uh, every Monday live at 5 and PM and yes, so we discuss, we talk about identity theft, we talk about um, consumer related issues, we have guests, so we would have guests, we have the district attorney, we have all city officials, we have people like you, like uh, Thomas, Thomas, like, like Jason Gordon was on the show a couple of times. So we try to bring things to the public that we can educate. It's all about education, making people aware. Yesterday we talked about wire scams. Just a quick example, we're talking about wire fraud. In 2017, uh, 16, I'm sorry, 17, wire fraud went up to $950 million of homeowners that buyers lost money because yep. it was wired to the wrong places. So we try to educate people what to do and how to deal with our, it makes sense basically of what's happening in today's world. Yeah, it's 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 the new plague in our industry. I, I remember when, it, uh, 15 years ago, California was freaking out about mold. Now we're freaking out about wire fraud. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's, there's always something in our industry. But um, and, and what Iran's alluding to is that we have literally had people hacked where they're monitoring title company and escrow company uh, emails. And they're at, just like you were talking about with Amazon, they're replicating these emails to our consumers that are about to put a major deposit down on a house. And instead of wiring the money to escrow, unbeknownst to them, they're wiring money to this thief. And that money is gone because they willingly and deliberately sent it to them. Yeah, correct. 
It's, oh. it's a huge problem. So um, we now are seeing the um, encrypted emails constantly from our uh, title and escrow companies. You can't do anything without going through encryption. And we tell our clients there's no more middleman. That email has to come directly from the escrow or title company that they're dealing with. And they should always call and verify the information with that company that they're seeing on the paperwork to double check that that's not uh, fraud. Yeah, I think it's, it's Thomas, you said the a very important point that even when the routing, I've heard of realtors losing commissions because last minute rerouting of money. So right. I agree with you. When you get, when you are the buyer, you get an email from your, um, with wire, with wire uh, instructions, pick up the phone call and call from the side, the original number of the escrow company to make sure that verify that the email is correct and is from there. You're talking about your livelihood here. So take right. the extra step and, and be careful. Absolutely. Agreed. I agree with you. All right. So, Aron, I'm going to have you take your CEO hat off and put your COO hat on because now we're going to shift over to uh, Consumer Guardian Law, which is how I met you many years back. And, um, and you and I, um, either directly or indirectly through um, our lender, Jason Gordon, have worked with a few clients over the years um, with your services. And, and this is no um, reflection on what you're able to do for people as much as just the situation they're in, but people have various results. And can we talk about that? Like when, when does somebody come to you for help and, and what is it you try to do for them when their credit is a mess? All right. So basically someone will come to us and will tell us where they're at. We'll either talk to the lender or to the realtor and say, look, here is a situation with Joe and Joe needs uh, certain items he's having problem with on his credit. For example, he had late in the past six months on an existing mortgage and he wants to buy a house and now he can't or he wants to refinance and he can't. Um, what we will do, we will talk to the individual, understand exactly what happened. Uh, we will go directly to the creditor. We're the only ones that can do that. We actually go directly to the creditor to litigate that late and the money will go to the trust account. If you can't get that done, the client will get the money back. We will go, we'll try to get a letter from the creditor after litigating, and with that letter, the client will take it back to his lender. They'll do what's called a rapid rescore. When they re-pull the credit, the same person who pulled it last, with that letter in hand, and that letter will be removed completely from the credit. In other situations, people have collections. People have all kinds of situations where they'll come and we'll see what we can do to help them negate that, either remove it, remove it from the credit or correct it in such a way that will allow them to qualify for um, a mortgage in that sense. Well, I've, got, I've actually got a question. Sorry to interrupt, Thomas. Um, I've actually got a question for Ron, actually. Um, is student debt becoming a increasing element in these cases, Ron? Absolutely. So I, I think Thomas can also allude to that. But as far as I can tell you right now, as far as student-led debt, um, negative information on your credit, I can tell you right now, if you have student, late, student loan late payments or any issues with that, I can't help you. That is one of the most difficult areas to help. However, as far as student loan in general, I can tell you that it's becoming a real, real uh, 
issue if we're talking about a total debt in the US of 14.3 trillion, out of which 11.2 is our mortgages, 1.3 trillion is student loan debt. Now, when you take that into account to as part of qualifying for a mortgage, as far as you're uh, taking into consideration your payments, which takes away from your availability, available income to qualify for a house, now you're talking about the big, big factor. So student loans are becoming more and more of an issue that we see it now. And I think that's one of the issues that millennials are staying home further with their parents. I mean, they still have student loans, right? Tomas, you see that all the time. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I, a lot of my, uh, you know, my son's 20 and a lot of my friends at this point in their life have, you know, college age kids. And, you know, I moved out when I was 17. I, I, I owned a business and was renting a house at 20. My, my son still lives at home um, with his mom and, and, and a lot of, uh, my, cl my clients and my friends have adult children in their twenties living at home because they're trying to get out from under that debt. It, it, even if in some cases it's inhibiting their ability to rent without a co-signer because it's showing up in their credit reports, which, you know, any responsible landlord is going to run a credit report and a background check. So it's, um, it's definitely, we, we, were, we were actually dubbing it the new short sale of, of the last few years because we went from seeing people struggling to pay their loans to people uh, on their homes to people struggling to pay their, their student debt off. So yeah, the, the only other thing I would like to ask Ron about that is, I might be wrong, am I correct? The reason why I bring it up, it's one of those debts because there's different, I don't know if it's the same as the UK, Ron, there's different levels of creditor. Um, and am I correct that the student loan debt is like the then um, like the internal revenue kind of if you own the internal revenue service money, it's practically you just cannot get out of it until death almost. Is that correct? Yes, you, you can get out of it at death. You're right, <laughs> but, you're, but you're right. It's it's most student loans. Many of them, most types are backed up by the government. Even in a bankruptcy, you cannot discharge, meaning get rid of that. So you're right. You're stuck with it. But however, there are a couple of programs, just so you know, here in the U.S. Um, one of them, <clears throat> and I'm not going to get into it in detail, but there's a program that based on your income, it's a 20-year program. You pay, uh, you set up the, old, the optimum payments based on an income, and then whatever unpaid portion after 20 years is forgiven. Oh. So you can look online and people can look online and find a company that specializes and you can do it yourself. It's just a lot of paperwork. You have to update your paperwork based on your income every year and then you pay based on your income. But whatever you haven't paid in 20 years, it is forgiven and it's a federal uh, program. Um, just one thing to mention about student loans. So lately they have been about 7 billion. You remember we're talking about 1.3 trillion, but 7 billion of student loan debts were forgiven because there were issues with the notes on which they were signed. In other words, banks had problems to prove and find the original documents of those loans. <laughs> that, that's a, that's, such, uh, a, that's yeah. such a surprise, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So some people got lucky. Well, Ron, I wanted to ask you, since we brought it up, um, can you help people that are going through um, – uh, any kind of tax issues, like anything from an audit to unpaid tax debt, or or is that do you work with the CPA when it comes to that, or how does that coordinate? 
Yes. Yeah, so we, we do tax resolution. We can, we work with the CPA and we have, uh, we work with a tax attorney as well as other attorneys here in the office. Uh, and th there are a few ways, obviously, if you owe taxes or if you, um, if you owe taxes of, on previous year, there are a few ways to try to resolve that issue with the either, with their, either it's the IRS or the Franchise Tax Board or the state of California. Mm -hmm. um, as far as resolving taxes, also there's always an option that taxes that you owe may be included in a bankruptcy if it's been three years since the time you filed the taxes or for the year the taxes are due. So for example, if you owed on 2012, you owed 150,000, right? But you haven't filed until 2015, okay? and the taxes you owe that for 2012 and you want to file for bankruptcy, you cannot discharge those taxes because the three years law count from the year you filed the taxes, uh, not from the year you owe the taxes. Okay. I understand. Okay. So if you, if now, if you file for 2014 and you owed hundred thousand and it was January, 2014, now we are in November, 2017, and you file for the taxes, you can include that in your bankruptcy and okay. get rid of those taxes. Make sense? Yeah, totally makes sense. Yeah, so, um, you, I've got to interrupt you. Sorry, guys. Yeah, so yeah. We're going to have to go for um, to wrap it up, basically, for the podcast part of the show. But we'll be continuing this discussion you'll be able to find on the MailRight website and on our YouTube channel. Sorry, Thomas. Oh, okay, because I, I was actually going to say the same thing. I want to jump um, to some bonus material for a couple of minutes on YouTube. Um, but right now, I want to give uh, around a chance to say uh, uh, goodbye to the folks and let, uh, more importantly, let them know how to get a hold of you for either business. So go ahead and plug both businesses right now, Iran. Sure. Thank you for having me. So if you want to look into our subscription, you can go to www.idcybercenter.com and if anyone comes through you thomas we'll give them for the first month ten dollars off of our premier pro program oh okay. nice so idcybercenter.com and if you have any questions any related issues taxes any law anything else call us at 858-227-0900 858-227-0900 wonderful and we'll put all your contact information up on the show notes for both businesses. So whether people have identity theft uh, concerns or credit concerns, they'll be able to reach out to you. Thank uh, you. All right. Um, so Jonathan, how can people get a hold of you, sir? Oh, it's really easy. Um, go to the Mailwright Facebook page. Um, we're going to be starting a group soon. Thomas has agreed on that. Yes. And so we'll be trying to get more engagement with you, the listener, and help you with any advice. Um, Thomas has got over 20 years of being a successful real estate professional. I love my tech. I think it's going to be a good combination. Um, I, or you can email me um, at jonathan at mail-right.com and I'll get back to you personally. All right. And I'm Thomas J. Nelson with Big Block Realty here in San Diego, California, where I'm never too busy to serve you and your referrals. And you can find me online, social media, and of course, my website, thomasjnelsonrealtor.com. I want to thank you very much for joining us again this week, folks. We appreciate you listening, streaming us, downloading, subscribing, and most importantly, commenting. Leave us your comments because they help us plan for future shows and get great guests like Aran Sinai on. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with another fantastic guest. Join us now on YouTube. We're going to be signing off um, for another podcast this week. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.